Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Today we'll, beginning, we'll begin to start. Uh, I love how the Lord does this for me because he always doesn't give me the end. I never know the end. Or maybe it's just because I don't know when I'll end. I don't know. I don't know when this is. Maybe, maybe the beginning goes to the end, and then I find out what it is. But uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed from beginning to end. So why would the beginning change from the end? So I don't know. I'll just be like God, I guess, today. But uh, justice, joy, and jurisprudence is what we're gonna. Uh, delve into here and let's begin with a word of prayer father in heaven we thank you lord that you are here with us not only with us lord god but we have invited you into our clay pots our vessels lord god we thank you that you have inhabited us that you've called us a temple worthy of your habitation father we thank you that you can that you came and indwelt us and that we, Lord, are becoming one with you. Father, that we can know you intimately, that we can know your ways, that nothing's hidden from us. We thank you, Father, that we can come into your presence today, seeking your face. And Lord, we know that if we draw near to you, you draw near to us. You are not withholding yourself from us. We thank you, Father, that you're here and your spirit is here speaking, teaching, opening, opening our eyes that we might see as you see. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, our main text is going to be Proverbs 2, and I'll read uh, verse 9 out of the uh, New American Standard first, and uh, I'll probably be using the Passion Translation on this more than that. But uh, Proverbs 2, 9 says this, it says, then you will discern righteousness and justice. The Amplified adds right there, it says, in every circumstance. So you can discern righteousness and justice in every circumstance and equity and every good course. Well, I mean, if I ask my youngest right now what the word equity means, I don't think I'll get an answer. Yeah, nope. He said no. He, do he doesn't got equity. And so let me read it now out of the Passion Translation. It says this. It says, then you will discover all that is just and proper and fair and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. Whoa. Does anybody want to be empowered to make the right decisions as they walk into their destiny? I mean, come on. Knowledge is power. That's why knowledge can puff you up, because you think it's your power. But when you understand the authority structure, and you understand where the power comes from, knowledge is power, and power is position, and position means release. And glory to God, he's placed us in a position. And so, we see here, though, that you'll be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. So here's my course uh, I don't even know what you call it. Uh, synopsis? Syllabus? Yeah, my, my, my syllabus. Here we go. Um, we will see how walking through testing reveals the wisdom of God. 
to understand how one is to stand as a declaration of God in the middle of a crooked and perverse generation. We will see the divine provision of the Lord in unlikely and very uncomfortable circumstances. That only through adherence to the spirit of the law will one find their deliverance and be able to step into the inexpressible joy of the Lord. For the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. I'm like, what? So, we have to begin with justice. 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 I mean, this is, we know this word. We, we, we kind of like this word when it's done on our behalf. Um, we don't always like this word when it's used against us, but uh, justice. Let's look at justice a little bit. Uh, justice, the definition of it simply would be a judgment. It's just a judgment. It's not right nor wrong. It's just a judgment of which side you're falling on, of a line. And so it's a judgment, an ordinance, a verdict pronounced judicially. And so you get a, a rendering, you know. There's the, so the Lord, I, I, as I was starting to study into this, it says, there's 129 times in the Old Testament that I find that this word justice is used. The very interesting thing to me was that as I kept going through it, I always found that there was a secondary word that was in conjunction, conjunction with it. And 52 times out of the 129, it says justice and righteousness. What? A verdict, an ordinance, and a position of right standing. That means that with the verdict comes a placement. And so when we want justice to be done, we want placement to be added. So they come together all the time. Justice and righteousness. Justice and and righteousness. A king is supposed to put forth justice and righteousness. In your parenting, you're supposed to be just and right. You're supposed to put things in their order. When you're leading, we put things in order. We, we administer justice and right standing. And so, <clears throat> by context, we can understand that to be found in right standing or righteous is one side of a legal pronounce, pronouncement of a judge. In our case... As the created, we are judged by the creator. So, we got to look at Isaiah 29, 16. You don't, you don't got to turn there, but here, here's what it says. Shall the potter be considered as equal with the clay? That what is made say to its maker, he did not make me. Or that what is formed to him who formed it, he has no understanding. Oh. Um, yeah, the Lord is God Almighty. He is the most high judge. Every judgment will be rendered from the throne room of heaven. He pronounces over us what will come to pass because the authority to perform it is within its proclamation. He never released a word that he didn't look over and seek to perform it. We understand that we must honor him 
as one would say when they walk into a court of law, what do they call him? Your honor. Your honor. Your honor. Your honor. Honor. Reverence. Honor. God is the most honorable judge of all things created. There is good news. We have an in with him. We have an in with the most high, most honorable judge. He renders decisions on our behalf. <coughs> Excuse me. Proverbs 29, or 25, or sorry, not Proverbs, Psalms 25 verse 9 says this. It says, he leads the humble, which would be afflicted or meek, in justice. He leads the humble in justice. That means he goes before us, setting forth ordinances, proclaiming declarations, and putting things correct. He leads the humble in justice, and he teaches the humble his way. If we will hold our place in a place of humility, we will know the things of God. Period. He will reveal himself. See, there is nothing the Lord has held. The things of the Lord are hidden to be sought after, not to be withheld. He desires you to draw near to him. So he only hides them so that you'll come to them. Have you ever, with a child or anything like that, hidden something? This is, ah, crud, you can take it wherever you want. You don't even need a child. You can go back to dating or things like that. You can even be a kid doing it to a parent. You will hide something so they'll come looking for it. You just put it in your pocket. I don't know where it is. <laughs> right? And they come seeking for it. Is that what you desired? You desired for them to come and pursue you. God has put, in, put things and hidden things so that he desires to be pursued by you. He wants to come. He wants you to come to him pursuing things. He desires this relationship. Thank God we can learn from him. Nothing is hidden to be withheld. It is only hidden to be sought after. So we can come near. Now I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 2 verses. We're going to go 1 through 12. It's big, but we'll do it. We've got a lot of ground to cover here today. And, uh, but, and this is going to be in the Passion Translation. Listen to the language. Listen to how it's wrote. This is the Father speaking to us. My child. My intimate one. My, you know, loin of my loins. You know, fruit. It's my fruit. I mean, he's, he loves you. He's labored for you. My child. Will you treasure my wisdom? Will you treasure? Will you hold this dear? Because, if you do, ready? Then and only then will you acquire it. Will you value what God has? You won't have it until you do. Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you will you succeed. We've got to hide it. Within us. Why? And once it's there, what's going to happen? It's just going to keep finding its way out. Because it'll find itself buried in your heart. It'll bubble out. You'll find that you speak wisdom of God. 
because you've treasured his words. Now, interesting, verse 2. So train your heart to listen when I speak. How many people can speak? What? You're talking and I'm talking. I, I, talk about, I do this all the time with my kids. I, I said, you've been praying, so when were you listening? You did your prayers this morning. You did them last night. You did them during the day. What was the last thing God said to you? If you're having a conversation with him, he's speaking as well. And if he's talking, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Whoa, 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 wait. You interrupted. What does a perfect gentleman do if you interrupt? They close their mouth. Oh. So train your heart. You're going to make mistakes. He knows this. To listen when I speak. And open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Whew. Whew. Then, once you've done this, pass it on to your sons and your daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasures, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God. See, the, 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 the thing about wisdom that people don't always understand, wisdom is faith. What? How would you do that? How could you say that? Why? Because if you do something that is wise, you always get a predicted outcome. And if you do something in faith, you always get a predicted outcome. So the wisdom of God will manifest a future for you every single time. So the wisdom of God is faith in God, is believing in God. It's manifesting a predicted outcome. Wisdom is a gift. Faith is a gift from a generous God. And every word he speaks is full of revelation. Whoa. And it becomes a fountain of understanding within you. If it's a fountain within you, what does a fountain do? It creates output. It creates flow. It starts to run over. You start to exhibit God. You become like God. You manifest the oracles of God. You create understanding into situations. You show forth wisdom. People walk up to you and say, how did you know that this is going to happen? Because you operated in faith. You operated in wisdom. You understood from God's perspective, the creator of the universe, and you could speak into it, and you could correct that which was wrong, and you can mend the thing that was broken, and you can bridge that thing that was tore down. Wow. 
For the Lord, oh, I love this, has a hidden storehouse of wisdom. And it is hidden for you to find. It is made accessible to his godly lovers, to the righteous. This is why we have to know our right standing. He becomes, oh, this is great. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways. What? You mean all that authority, all that power, all that judicial everything that he has, he would amass to my protection when I'm standing inside of his way? It's good to be a citizen of heaven. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Whoa, 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 what, what? Where do people get this umbrella theology? As long as you're underneath what God has for you, you know, and then you walk outside and you get wet. Um, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Protecting and guarding you as you do whatever you want. No, that's, that's not what it says. Protecting and guarding you because you're a good person. No, that, that's not what it says. Because the word right, if we're all right, right, you know, if we're all right, that means we're in right standing. Fist bump, send it, whatever. We all right, you know. That means we're in right standing. So, I mean, for us to be right, we got to be righteous. Verse 9. Key verse, we made it. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair. And be empowered, what? There it is. We got it. To make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. If you choose to follow, choose to follow, choose to follow, choose to follow, good counsel, divine design, ooh, divine design, I like that word. I mean, that one, that one got me a little bit. I was like, divine design, whoo, that's, that's setting in order those things that have been, you know, messed up. Divine design, the original order of things. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. Whoa. I've, I wanted it to end that it would just protect me and I can still make poor choices. I want to do whatever I want with my finances and then just pray to God because he's just. I, I want to be able to just, you know, act like I want to around peer groups or when I'm leading people or family or what. I, I just want, and I don't, you know, I just want to do, and then the Lord will protect me. I want to take away those careless words that we threw out there. No? If you choose to follow good counsel... Divine design will watch over you, and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. It will rescue you from evil in disguise. Oh. Oh. 
that filthy angel of light, that, that, that lion conniving devil that comes to you and he makes this appearance to you and he shows up in his disguise. But the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, the life of God on the inside of us will have it coming up like a fountain and we will be disrupting the flow of the enemy because we've listened to, adhered to, chose and taken the counsel of God. It will rescue you from evil in disguise and from those who speak duplicities. And so, let's jump to an Old Testament example. We're going to do great, I think. We've got lots of story time now, so now the kids are going to be happy. We're, we're going to jump into stories. Okay, We'll go to Daniel chapter 4, and we'll grab some examples of justice that uh yeah i don't know i love it myself oh come on anybody ever do the like joel amos obadiah thing trying to get there sorry that's right after daniel sometimes i don't like the tabs in my bible because they skip too far past it so daniel chapter four I'm not going to be able to uh, read all of this, but Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He has a dream. And uh, he, it's to all the people, nations, languages that dwell in the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. That's great. That's good. Okay. Uh, verse 4, it says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid. Anybody had one of those? Okay. They happen. There you go. Other people have to. You're not alone. Okay, we'll just keep moving on. And the thoughts on my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Ooh, you ever been troubled by it? Kept chasing you down? What, what was this? I saw some things. Um, <coughs> Nebuchadnezzar was an interesting king. Um, he knows the Lord, respects the Lord, and we'll find out what happens in this course. Um, Therefore I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, and that they might make known to me the the interpretation of the dream. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers came in, and I told them the dream. But they did not make known to me its interpretation. But at last, Daniel came before me. His name is Belshazzar, according to the name of my God. How'd you like that? Daniel. We call him Daniel. Nope. They called him according to the name of their God. You're such a smart God, we're going to call you, you know, Baal. Oh, that's a great name, I guess. You know, how you doing, Diana? Uh, anyway, you know, whatever. So, there are people named Diana, that's not funny that way. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, out there for everybody. Uh, anyway, yeah, his name is Belshazzar, according to the name of my God. In him is the spirit of the holy God. And I told the dream before him, saying, Belshazzar, chief of the ma- magicians, Because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in you and no secret troubles you. Wow. Where does he get this wisdom from? Um, Did Daniel live after Solomon? Yes. So those Proverbs were already wrote? That understanding, those, those releases were already put in the earth? 
there is a fountain of understanding, and Daniel knew where it was at. Okay. No secret troubles you. Explain to me the vision of my dream that I have seen and its interpretation. There were visions of my head. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. A rhyme. He's a poet. Didn't know it. Um, of course, in Greek, it probably wasn't, or Hebrew, but um, anyway, it does in English. Uh, I was looking, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great, and the tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the heavens, and it could be seen to the ends of all the earth. I mean, it's just like the Hobbit or something. I mean, big trees and all this stuff all happening. It's, it's going on right now, right, people? Oh, it's the all-seeing eye. Anyway, no, um... And its, and its leaves were lovely, and its fruit abundant, and in it was fruit, food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. Isn't this how every fantasy b- story is wrote? There's some big tree, and all this wonderful, and everybody lives in it, and they're all fed from it, and this is great, and it's all protected. And something has to come and ruin it, and then they've got to try and restore their utopian society by the time it's over. Anyway, I'm just... Wondering where the original thought of these things were. Anyway, this is just a dream. Um, we'll see. I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. He cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and the roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let him graze with the beasts on the grass of the earth. Let his heart, this tree just developed a personality. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times pass over him. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the order of the holy ones. Those are legal terms. That's judiciary words right there. That's something that's just been uttered. In order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men. And gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. So, verse 19. Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for a time. And his thoughts troubled him. But what, what if I tell these people what it really means? What if I warn them about the problems that they're causing? Oh, no. You know, I, I mean, God... <laughs> This is funny. I'll blame my wife because she's the one who said it. I told her that I'd steal it. But um, So when God reveals these things to you, it's just for you to go tell somebody else about, right? Because God's a gossip. I mean, why else would you know something for somebody else's life so you could just go talk to other people about their life? Um, I mean, why, why? he wouldn't reveal something to you so that you could go talk directly to that person, right? I mean, because that would be, let's see, what did Belshazzar say? Uh, And his thoughts troubled him. Because once you were given this wisdom and revelation into somebody else's life, you may be troubled too. Well, how are they going to take it? How is this going to be accepted? I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to, no, it's easier, let's just go talk about them. 
It's easier to go talk about them. You know what the Lord revealed to me about so-and-so? Yeah, right. Oh, we should pray for them. Belshazzar, Daniel, his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belshazzar, do not let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belshazzar answered and said, My Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you, <laughs> and its interpretation concern your enemies. The tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and in whose branches the birds of the heavens had their home. See, he didn't listen at all, did he? I mean, wait, maybe, maybe he did. It is you, O king. You have grown and become strong. He's trying to make the cookie. A couple compliments, throw it on the front, because we know we know we got to get to a negative here in a second. Um, you have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. And inasmuch as a king saw a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stumps and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze with the beasts of the field until seven times passes over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my lord the king. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. And, you shall, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven. And seven times shall pass over you till you know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and the roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. So we see that there's a impending doom, right? We'll just continue here. Uh, Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins from being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. And it says, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. And now... Verse 29, at the end of the 12 months, how long has this been? He had a dream. He got an, imper- uh, an interpretation. But it didn't come to pass. It didn't matter. I know what God spoke last year. Why would, you know what? Yeah, right. At the end of 12 months, He was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke saying, Is this not great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Whoa. That's a whole lot of eye problems right there. I mean... That's, that's an eye problem. And when you have an eye problem, you know that there's one thing that's really close to an eye problem, selfishness. And so when, you, you know, when you're thinking about yourself and you are saying, well, I think this and I do that. and I See, this is why I love to proclaim the word of the Lord because I can say the Lord said this, the Lord said that, and I leave my opinion out of it. Because, glory, let's just go with the counsel of God. While the word, verse 31, while the word was still in the king's mouth, 
A voice fell from heaven, King Nebuchadnezzar. To you it is spoken, the kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They'll make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of man and gives it to whomever he chooses. That very hour, that very hour was the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like an oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven until hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Hmm. Oh, great king. Where's, where's the king at? Just eating in the grass out back, you know what I mean? Just, just what... What is going on? He's, you know, what was our, I got to turn that back on. I should set a timer on that. It like never opens, never closes. Our, our, this, uh, this other verse here, Psalms 25, 9. He leads the humble in justice and teaches the humble his way. So the eye problem created a, problem what did the eye problem do for the prodigal son when he did what he wanted to do similar crawling around in the pods with the pigs slopping with everything and i mean what do you think his nails were like hmm. How, anyway i don't think that they were so manicured but so the prodigal son found his eye problem creating an end of himself. We're gonna, we'll, we'll find a few of these things here. So I got, I got to get down here to verse... Uh, so he gets restored. At the end of, uh, 34 says, and At the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven. My understanding returned to me. Whose understanding was it then? So he says, my understanding. But what did he actually say? He goes, you know what, Lord? You are right. My understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing he does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? <coughs> what did Isaiah say about the pot? What does the pot not get to say to its maker? Yeah. Hmm. We don't get to say to God, what have you done? He's the most high judge. His rule is final. He looks over it and watches it to come to pass. Um, uh, verse 36, same time my reasoning returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor returned to me. My counselors and nobles resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Verse 37 is our key one right here. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways 
justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. Why is he able? Because he created a law that destruction will fall upon those who are proud. He declared it. His judiciary committee of heaven created it and put it out there. And when that comes up before the judge, he just rules against the law. And it doesn't matter if it's for or against. All that matters is that there is a ruling, that there is an a ordinance that is uttered that from a judiciary committee, and it ranks you on one side or the other. And so pride allows him, he goes, I see what is here. We can render this to destruction. And so, that's an Old Testament example. Well, let's go for a New Testament example. And I knew that that's exactly where it was going to run out. We'll get it. Okay, let's go to a New Testament example that this seems like, what? Uh, Luke 18. Luke 18. So God is just in all his ways. But that was the Old Testament. So we're, we're, we live under a new covenant, so we have to look underneath new. we got to switch past the uh, middle of the Bible type thing. Luke, verse 18. Luke 18, verse 1. Then he, that would be Jesus, spoke a parable to them, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. This is good, right? Because, I mean, we know we need to pray. Okay. This is a very interesting verse. I love how the Lord got me to this. Okay. There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. She has an enemy. She has somebody that's come against her. But what kind of judge is she going before? Let's see. One who did not fear God nor regard man. I don't give a rip what they think or what he thinks. I am in control of me. That's who this judge is. He doesn't regard men. Which in some ways makes a good judge because he don't care. But he doesn't regard God. Which means that now we got to care. But anyway, we'll proceed here. Um, verse 4. And he would not for a while. Afterwards, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, he knows this, nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Vindicate her. Vengeance is... Mine, saith the Lord. So when did you get the right to get even? We'll continue. I let, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continually coming, she weary me. I've heard about the housetops and the drink, drippy faucets. But um, this is a widow, not a woman. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> verse 6, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. 
Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will, will he find faith on the earth? So, i got to look at two things here in this answer. Um, New American Standard actually says there will be a delay in verse 7. This one here says, though he bears long with them. Though he bears long with them. So here's what we got to bring out some things here in this. When did you bear long? You know he's an appropriate judge. The justice judge will come. When did we bear long? When did we know that there will be a delay? Will he delay long? There is a delay because when is faith manifested? It has to be through patience. So there has to always be some enduring. If you don't ever endure, you are the microwave generation. You know, we have to have bearing. We have to develop load-bearing things. We have to be able to have muscles. We have to have some resistance. We have to be able to grow. Until soil covers the seed, you can't press up through it to break it. Until you endure some heat from the sun and some water from the rain, until you get soggy, until you get whatever, we have to get there so that we can grow. So there's a place. See, I remember teaching it to the youth that that pressure creates power. That's when it happens. When you get put under pressure is when your power gets to be released. How does coal get made? I mean, first there's some pressure, but if we want to go past coal, we got to get deeper under more pressure and we can get to a diamond. And so we need pressure. The person that puts their biceps under the most amount of pressure is probably going to have the biggest bicep. Right? And so the people that endure through the most things are going to be the strongest. There will be a delay. Will he delay long? He, the, you know, and so I'm going to reread verse 7 and 8. And shall God not avenge his own elect... His own elect. His own elect. Who cry out day and night to him. Though he bears long with them. When did he leave them? He didn't. He heard your words. He heard your prayers. He was there with you. Verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. But there's a connecting word coming. And if you don't want your vengeance for you, then you don't get to go, you can't go past that word. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? On the earth. How many people quit believing and never saw the vengeance of God in their life? It got tough. I was bearing it. I was bearing my marriage. I was bearing my kids. I was bearing my finances. I was bearing everything. I was bearing the, I was bearing the church. I, was, I had so many weights upon me. 
I was bearing everything. Lost it all. Hmm. Is there any frustrated Christians out there? Never the less. Those are the words. Those are the words like the Lord, he uses those for comfort for me. I'll tell you the truth. When I'm dug down deep and I know where I'm at, the words that the Lord brings to me are words like, Raven's on ready. Oh, that's a good place. I'm going to get drove out. I'm going to find myself starving, sitting by a creekside somewhere. He says, Raven's on ready. Oh, yeah, that means the only thing that's going to be able to bring me any sustenance is the, um, is the actual hand of God. I have to have a manifestation to get out of this. Raven's on ready. Them are wonderful words. Other words for me, as I remember when the Lord told me, as the deer panteth for the water brook. Whoa. Panteth? I know what it looks like when I'm panting, okay? It's not the norm. I mean, everybody knows. Who wants to be seen panting? Anybody like that? You know, you went up the stairs too fast or whatever, and you're just like, <laughs> I'll talk to you in a moment, you know. Just, <laughs> as the deer panteth for the water brook. I remember him telling me that, and I remember the phone calls keep coming in. The financial pressures are still there. The business people are calling. The, the, uh, the, the whatever, all these things are coming in. Family, all this stuff's coming. And the Lord, all he's saying is, pant for me. Pant for me. Pant for me. That's what he told me. He said, as a deer panteth for the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee, O Lord. And I had to dig deep. And every time, I didn't want to answer the phone call. I didn't want to see the person. I didn't want to drive to the place. Every single one of those times, Lord, for you I pant. And I'm going to walk into the strength of my manifested presence of God. And so we see this too. Then the Lord's even said these words to my life. Nevertheless. See, my prayer closet isn't pretty. My prayer closet is powerful and practical. That's where we get the answers. Is in the time spent in the word of God. And so we'll have to pray. And we'll continue next week. But will he find faith? Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.